Alright everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Thursday, November 19th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed, we're doing it live, I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And let's just jump into this, Pat, because I have to gloat. I have to gleefully gloat uh, over the fact that Wonder Woman 1984 is going to HBO Max, same day it's going to theaters in America, Christmas Day, you said 0% chance. Do you remember this? Okay. 0% chance. I did say 0% chance, and the reason I said 0% chance is because I was under the false assumption that the people running Warner Brothers were not complete fucking morons. Wow. And it is information I did not have at the time. So at the time, when I said 0% chance that they would take Wonder Woman basically out of theaters, I mean, this theater release is going to be a joke. The fact that they would uh, uh, forego the theatrical run of Wonder Woman to put it on a streamer, I said 0% chance because I did not have the information that there were complete morons who didn't understand business who were running Time Warner. Now that that is clear, it is obvious I didn't have the correct information to make the right prediction. I disagree with you wholeheartedly. So you must have had that information then. You must have been told... Uh, uh, months ago when you start on the show making that prediction, you must have been uh, uh, told, hey, Clayton, the people running Warner Brothers are morons. They don't know what they're doing. Therefore, you said, oh, okay, great. So it's going to go to HBO Max. Well, I mean, I could tell they were idiots because of the way they rolled out Tenet. But I don't think they're idiots in this. I think that you are thinking old school. You're thinking legacy platforms. You are thinking of theaters as the future when they are the past. Now, they're a component of the future. Don't get me wrong. Listen, I love going to the theater. We love going to the theater. I don't want it to go away. It's not about love. Things are changing, Pat. It's not about preference. It's not about me living in the past. I am not a legacy podcaster. I'm not a legacy box office analyst. But what they are doing here is... And we could break it down with numbers. I want to go through some numbers on on how this will work. But I think the mistake they're making is twofold. A, they're giving up just the pure money that would come with waiting until next summer, putting Wonder Woman out in theaters next summer, having a big release. The vaccine is coming. We have had two different... Uh, announcements in the past week they're 90 percent effective 95 percent there it's 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 on its way they're putting them in the fridge they're putting the refrigerated trucks on the highway soon it we're close to having box office again pat you're we waited so pat, long it's so i think you're you're a guy who thinks that a burden you, you want the Two birds in the bush, not the one in your hand. Yes. Yes. And and that's the problem is that Wonder Woman 1984, you know, I'm hearing it's I I'm hearing it's not great. I'm hearing the the quality of the product isn't great. So, I also think it's clogging up the pipeline. They they have so many movies 
that they're pushing and moving. Something has to give. And HBO Max needs a big, splashy addition in order to compete with Disney+. Plus. As you remember, Soul is going to be on Disney+, Plus the 25th. We're going to have a matchup of Wonder Woman 1984 against Soul. It, yeah, it, and that's dumb on HBO Max's part because you know what's going to happen? All these families are going to say... Eh, we already got Disney Plus. Let's just watch Soul. And Wonder Woman is going to be a wet fart on streaming. Now, I so why do you think it's a wet fart on streaming? But you're so counting this box office like it's fact. You're counting yes. box office like Wonder Woman is going to do the same amount of money as the first Wonder Woman. You can't assume that. You can't assume that it's going to make... million. And the thing is, is like, there's no box office to be had right now. Yes, right now. I'm not saying release it right now. How far do you want to release? How long do you want to hold on to something? It's in in the summer. It's it's rotting. Nobody will care in the summer. This isn't a movie about the election. It's Wonder Woman. It's about her fighting a giant lizard or whatever the hell they're going to. It'll be as relevant in... 10 years as it would be in in next month. I think the movie is called the movie is called Wonder Woman 1984. So right off the bat, it is a a movie that's looking backwards. So you could release it in June, you could release it now, you could release it whenever. It's going to be just, you know, Ghostbusters jokes or whatever. I think 17 years ago is a lot longer than 16 years ago. Okay? 17 years ago is a lot longer than because 16 years ago. Because it's 2020 now. Yes. Okay. You got to get this out before it's going to be 16 years since 1984. No, 26 years. No, 30, 36 years. 36 years. years. <laughs> 36 yeah. years. That's what yeah. I'm saying. 36 years. Right. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. 36 years is not as long ago as 37 years. Oh, see, I think they're the same. I think once you get mm-hmm. past like two years ago, time is meaningless. No, I uh, I don't believe that. And I think this is a great thing for HBO Max. I think they're really doubling down on this is where you get your superheroes. You're going to have the Justice League Snyder Cut. You're going to have Wonder Woman 1984. You're going to have all the other Warner superhero movies. Right? I mean, I think... And you could have had Wonder Woman 1984 on HBO Max... After it already made Baffa Bobo next summer it's, oh, in theaters. It's not... It, I, I hate this assumption you're making that it is a guaranteed hit. Well, and I also... This assumption you're making and that Warner is making, which I think they're going to be proven wrong, is that one two-hour piece of content is going to change the game on a monthly subscription streaming service. That is not how Netflix built its giant subscriber base. They didn't just release one movie that people kind of were looking forward to and everyone subscribed. Disney Plus having 70 million subscribers out of the gate isn't because they put uh, a soul straight to streaming. It's because those platforms built a huge subscriber base over years or had such a huge amount of content that people were excited about that they subscribed. Wonder Woman 1984 is a movie and a movie is going to make you money in that sort of impulse buy. I want to go out to a theater. I want to 
you know, buy no, it once, whatever. Not true. It's not, not true. going to make it is people not go to the theater people... to see a specific movie. They don't go to the movies just to go to the movies anymore. That's not people, how people go to the movies anymore, Pat. Yes. But Wonder Woman is the type of movie that would still be what movie theater movies are going to be in the future, which is a big, splashy event movie. I agree the theater experience is, is going to change. The kind of movies that you would put out in a theater are going to change. It's not going to, it's going to be even less of sort of the middle brow. You know, you're not going to get dramas. You're not going to get Melissa McCarthy comedies. But big superhero tentpole movies like Wonder Woman 1984, that is still going to be the bread and butter of how you make money in a movie theater. So by putting this on HBO Max, Warner Brothers is saying, guess what? This movie also doesn't mean shit. They've devalued one of their biggest properties. No, and they, when you try and put Wonder Woman 1987 out in the theaters in a couple of years, whatever the, the sequel is going to be, people are going to say, no, this is a streamer. Wonder no. Woman is a streamer now. Wonder Woman is not something I go spend $20 to see in a theater. It's a streaming nothing. It's like the same as going to see, uh, 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 I don't know, the Wire or whatever else is on HBO. It's it's the same as going to see that Nicole Kidman, you know, uh, a limited series. It's the same as going to yeah. see like Al Pacino, De Niro play Madoff, you know, the the Wizard of Lies on HBO. Listen, and Wonder Woman, they're all the same now. No, see, here's two things. You are Wonder Woman 1984 is adding value to a product. It is adding value to HBO Max, which is a positive, okay? And it, you ever heard of a loss leader? Have you ever heard of that? Where people put things in uh, yeah. by, by the, uh, the uh, cheaper so that people buy other stuff? That's right. what this but is. She, it's a loss Wonder leader. Woman 1984 isn't cheap milk to get people in the door. To Warner Brothers it is. They're a multi-billion dollar company. Pat, you, you have to understand that the world has completely changed. You're looking to the future like movie going is going to be the same as it always was. You say, well, it's going to make all its money in theaters. What theaters? These theaters are not going to be around next summer. These so then- All these places are going to close. They don't know what's going to happen. They need to shore up streaming, which is something that will always be around unless there's a catastrophe. If we don't have streaming entertainment, then we're then the world is going to be completely different and we're not even going to have this show. But if if Warner Brothers is basically at a point where they are saying a movie, again, this is a superhero tentpole movie. It's a sequel to a giant movie. If they are at a point where they're like, this movie cannot make money in theaters, the future of theaters is done, then the film business is over. You know, there's a difference between, yes, things are changing, things are adapting, and saying that Warner Brothers is decided Wonder Woman can't make money in theaters because if that is the case, if that is the assumption we're making, then the assumption we're also making is the theatrical movie business isn't just changing, it is over. It's one movie. Pat, it's one movie that they're testing it out with, number one. You have to give a company leeway because we were slamming them for being too old school with the way they were forcing Tenet down our throats. And you've got to realize that sometimes companies need to acquire goodwill, not money. Okay. They're not getting goodwill for me. Well, 
that's that's They're not getting goodwill from this podcast. That's you as a pundit. That's your pundit hat. Take your pundit hat off and think about yourself as a Joe Lunchpail. Think about yourself as as uh, as uh, a Sally Crochet. They will be very excited that they don't have to take their family to a theater this Christmas to get entertainment. They're going to think, you know what? Warner Brothers did us a solid. How nice of them. That was so nice of them. Remember when Tylenol, there was somebody had poisoned Tylenol and they found, or aspirin or one of those companies. Right. And instead Allegedly, allegedly. No, no, no. This happened. This happened. Okay, well, Instead, you're not sure which company it was, so let's still say allegedly. It's It was one of the, it was a pain reliever. They found okay. some tainted bottles, and they recalled a ton of bottles of the pain reliever in order to save lives, and it cost them millions of dollars. But you know what? That company, whether it be Tylenol or, or, or aspirin, whichever one, now has... A is looked at as a company that cares about people and cares about the customer, and that you goodwill, don't even remember which company it was. You have no goodwill towards them. What was it a long time ago? It's I'm bo boy. I'm not the I'm not the uh, uh, we're not the you're not an aspirin boy. I'm not the aspirin boy. We're not the yeah. We're not the pill popper bros. This this you've got to think about the intangibles, and you hate when I do this because we're different in this way. You say, you know, you can't you can't judge things by feeling. You have to go with numbers. And believe me, I'm a numbers guy too. We're the BO boys. We talk about numbers. That's the success. Right. But, in but this you're about time, to talk about feelings. Go for in it. In this time. Well, I feel you like were I wrong. I should lay on a couch. I should lay on a couch. Let's talk about this fucking number. Zero percent. What number mm. does that represent? The chance that this movie goes to HBO Max said by you. Zero percent. So we're talking numbers now. So yeah. you're the numbers guy and you were completely wrong. Okay? So what I'm saying is that Again, I, I didn't have the correct information that the company's run by idiots. No, we, so if we, I had we, known that, I would have made the percentage. We higher. were lambasting these bastards over tenant. You had to know that whoever's running this ship isn't the brightest. Okay? They're flailing. They're flailing. I don't they think this flailing. is a flail. I don't think this is a flail. This is a flail. They're coming this out of a flail. flail. Tenet was a flail. This is not a flail. Tenet was a flop. This is a flail. No. Well, Tenet was a flop. You flail after you flop. You flail after you flop. It flailed and flopped, but they're coming out of the flop. Yes, and when you flop, you flail. Think of when something flops on the ground. What is it doing when it's on the ground after a flop? It's flailing. It's trying to get back up. flailing. Flailing is the first step to getting back up, and they are getting back up. Okay? Sure. So it was a flop with Tenant, Wonder Woman in 1984, going to HBO Max as a flail. And hopefully they get up, you know, in a year or so when they put out uh, Jurassic World 3 in theaters. Well, then they'll be getting up. Well, let's get down to brass tacks real quick. So the, the idea of this is that it's coming out actually a week earlier in Europe. Okay. So it's yes. going to, it's the idea that Warner's has is that Mm -hmm. they're going to internationally release this film because there's still some audience out there. They feel like Wonder Woman, the first one, made half of its money internationally. That's what they're going to try to do. They're going to try to get the same amount. They're putting this movie on HBO Max only for a month. It's going to leave after a month, 
and then it's going to go to PVOD, and then it's going to then it's going to come oh, back to Max at some point. That Clayton. part is a little sketchy. I don't really know okay. if that's hundred percent what they're going to do. It doesn't so make Clayton. sense. Just keep it on there. Okay, so here's what I'll say to that. I thought this was a terrible idea already, and I did not even realize the part that you just said, which is that this is only going to be on HBO Max for a month, and then it's going to PVOD. Clayton, this is a disaster of a move because, okay, wow, I, I'm, I am dumbfounded here. So the idea with putting Wonder Woman on HBO Max is you want to get subscribers. But in order for that money to mean anything, it's not just about getting people to subscribe for a month and then cancel. It is about getting them to subscribe and stay subscribed and you make a ton of money for the rest of their lives until the subscriber dies. And then a couple of months after they die, because people don't cancel things right away when their relatives. Well, die. then you go after the kids. Of course. Of course. Um, so if they are pulling it after a month, they are basically inviting their audience to just cancel HBO Max after they subscribe to it. And I know what you're going to say. Snyder Cut, all this stuff. You got Looney Tunes. You got, you know, Studio Ghibli up there. You got the Turner Classic Movies or on HBO Max, all that stuff. You're selling me? I'm already a subscriber. Why are you selling me, Pat? I'm a subscriber too. I like HBO Max. I'll get down on some of that Ghibli. But the people who are signing up for Wonder Woman, you're basically telling them, hey, this is a version of PVOD. This is a cheaper version of PVOD because... If you put Wonder Woman 1984 straight to PVOD, I would assume you're going to charge $30 to see it. Yeah. Instead, oh, you could just subscribe to HBO Max for whatever it is, 15, 16 bucks, and then cancel, and that's it. And you've done it, and you have not retained these people as long-term sources of income. Because that's the goal here, is to turn these people into just uh, uh, fountains of, of money. You want to sign these people up and they're just farting and spitting quarters at you for the rest of their it's lives. It's a gym membership. The, it's the gym membership, it's a gym membership. Uh, set up where, you know, you have it. The thing with the gym membership is that it's aspirational. You're always going to hold on to it in case you want to make your life better. Right. It's hard with these streaming sites because they don't really make your life better. No. And also what's great about it, the gym membership scam that that I salute, the, the gym membership scam is that you've got to cancel in person. Yeah. And that's they've also kept that up in pandemic times, I'm pretty sure, that yeah. you have to go to a location and cancel. You've got to cancel your gym membership while looking at all these fit young bodies. You know, you've got to basically... I think they make you say, I want to be uh, uh, fat and, and disheveled now. Can I cancel? I think that's like the mm-hmm. wording you have to say when you go to a gym. Yeah, I want to be fat forever. When, right. When you drop your HBO Max subscription, you know what you have to do? You just have to uh, go in the app and you hit the cancel button. And then they'll say, are you sure? And you say, yeah. And then they'll say, please, please don't leave. And you just like click like the, you know, screw off, go scratch button. And that's it. And you've canceled. And that is what people are going to do. They'll watch Wonder Woman 1984 and they will cancel. And HBO Max will have gained jack shit from blowing all of this theatrical money 
I do. I will agree with you that that is a misguided part of this, and I don't know if they're going to keep that. It seems like they'll get, they're going to get a lot of blowback about that. So I don't know if that's a hundred percent what's going to really happen. But if that because is what the, happens, it's misguided. I agree. It's a flail. It's a flail because that's them saying. All right, let's put it on HBO Max, get subscribers. But then they're also like, God, we can't forego PVOD money. So we've also got to do PVOD. And how is that going to work? You've already let people see it basically for free on HBO. Why are they going to do PVOD a month later? I think it's another it's another revenue stream that they're basically strangled. I think a lot of people, I think you're giving people a lot of credit for remembering when they subscribe to something and going and unsubscribing. That is something that only an elite group of people do. Yourself, myself, calendar reminders of when our free trials end, day before, cut it off. If we can earlier, sign up, cut it off immediately. We still get the the, the free trial. We do that. We're an elite class. Not right. a lot of people do that. So I think we will still see a lot of people just continuing to keep it because then they're like, oh, Friends. Okay, I'll watch Friends once in a while. It's worth keeping it. I understand that that is – I understand that that is a bad part of this whole thing. But I think the concept in general of taking this big blockbuster movie and moving it onto your streaming site is an experiment. And I think that it's a smart move because – I think it's bad for PR if they are forcing people into theaters right now, especially with the spikes happening everywhere. I agree. Things are closing down. They're like, we got to make a decision. Let's just give this to people and see what happens. Now, I feel bad for Patty Jenkins. I think that that she, I think a lot of the delay on this decision was talking her off a ledge because it is not great that, uh, you know, perception wise, that this female-directed superhero movie that was a hit, the first one was a hit, no assumption that this would be a hit, she is getting short shrift in this, that her movie isn't going to theaters, and someone like Christopher Nolan got his shot. I think think, that should have been swapped. I think Tenet should be in this place. I think we should have seen Wonder Woman 1984, uh, where that where when Tenet came out instead, and then you know what we might not even be talking about this because theaters would be popping. Yep, that was the the the. We, I mean, listen, we've we've talked about it to death. We've beaten this dead horse. We've talked about how sometimes you got to beat a dead horse just because. And the fatal flaw was Tenet coming out in September, being the one to bring movie theaters back. And I do agree. And you know what? Listen, we're we're not a show that that uh, gets into the muck of like Twitter activism and all that stuff. But I think you are going to see a huge outcry, and I think deservedly so, because Christopher Nolan got his way. He's the auteur who got his movie in theaters, even though I know Christopher Nolan himself is a hit maker, but Tenet is not a brand name it's not a sequel to a hit whereas the female filmmaker coming off of a giant hit her movie is being dumped onto a streamer being used as a test case being reduced having its value lessened even though she directed a a movie that made 400 million dollars the first time domestically and i think if you're a twitter activist 
do what you may online. Take that as you want. Tweet as you want because Warner Brothers deserves to be raked over the coals for how they're treating Patty Jenkins. I... I, I, I think that what is happening with Wonder Woman 1984, there is problematic aspects to it as to, like we're saying, the whole thing where it's going to be there for only a month and stuff like that, and then the PVOD and stuff. But I do think that the fundamental thing here is that we are in, we're back in the Wild West again. Mm-hmm. And I think y- you still want the old world order, and that's not coming back. And so these companies have to make these, take these chances, take these shots, see if something sticks. And I think they should get some leeway because of circumstances. You know, if they did this because uh, they just thought, oh, well, let's stir up HBO Max. And there was no pandemic. Say there's no pandemic and they put Mm -hmm. this on HBO Max. Yes, I think that that's. A bad move, but I I still think actually I think it'd be an interesting move because stream streaming is the future. You need to be competitive, and if this is what they think they need to do to be competitive, I'm for it. I think it's misguided because again, I think they are uh, over they're 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 misinterpreting why Disney Plus has been success so successful, why Netflix has been so successful. It is not some magic bullet of one two-hour piece of content that is going to change the game. That's not how those companies built successful streaming platforms. And but they, again, but they HBO a- Max, HBO, the success, to whatever degree HBO Max has success, you know what that success comes from? From the fact that HBO already had a huge subscriber base from 30 years of being a brand name and creating that subscriber base. And... That is going to be, listen, of course, you got to have splashy new content that pops, that brings people in. But this two-hour movie is not going to give them 20 million new subscribers. Like, what would even be a success at this point? So let's take a look. So HBO Max and HBO, I'm seeing here, has right now about 40 million subscribers. Most of that is from... HBO already having had about 35 million subscribers before Max started. No, I think those numbers, where are you getting those numbers? Because I've seen those numbers as higher. What, You've seen those numbers as higher. I, okay. Yeah. Where, where are you getting that number? Um, I am seeing, you know, listen, I'm Googling stuff right now on the fly. We're, you know, fuck it. We're doing it live. It's a raw feed. But the, the, the basic thing we could agree on is that the majority of HBO Max's current subscribers are just from what HBO already had. HBO Max has not had a ton of new subscribers since they launched in the spring. So um, you're talking about just U.S. subscribers? Just U.S. subscribers. Okay, so yeah, that's, it's looking like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we'll go with those numbers if you're going just U.S. Let's go with those numbers. So let's say, so I'm looking at Wonder Woman the, the movie that came out a few years ago that came out in, what year is this? 2017, June 2017. So the opening weekend of Wonder Woman in the United in uh, uh, North America was $103 million. So what do we want to say an average ticket is? Do we want to say $10? Is it more? I mean, I know 
you know, in the coast coastal elites, we're paying more, but in the stacks, you're paying less. Let's just say round 10. Num- 10 round numbers. So that means opening weekend, 10 million people bought tickets to see Wonder Woman. So let's go with that as like, that is your most rabid base. Those are the people who went opening weekend. They're jazzed to see the sequel. That's 10 million people. The difference, of course, with a streamer is... How many of those people all live in the same house? You know, how many couples go to see a movie? How many families? How many, you know, roommates? I'm sure people have broken up in the last three years, but then they've started dating other people who went opening weekend. So it, it, it you know, it evens out. A couple who went three years ago, they've broken up, but then they've each started dating two other people who are in the same screening room. So you're figuring out, that's a couple of million people. Are you going to get all of those people to subscribe to HBO because the new Wonder Woman is out? Not even close. So what do you think Wonder Woman 1984 going to HBO Max is really going to add who are going to subscribe it, that first month? Well, here's here's your here's your thing though. Your argument is that you're you're basically saying Netflix and Disney Plus have already won. So no, HBO Max I, shouldn't even try. No, and you're saying, I'm no, saying listen, they listen. shouldn't devalue a long-term property like their DC films, their most important film property. They're basically telling you it is not worth going to the theater anymore. To no, see DC they're films. saying they're saying during this time oh. when it's not as safe to go, we're saying here's something for you. That can maybe protect your family. But you're talking in a a scenario where you keep bringing it to like this moral quandary of either we put it on HBO Max or we put it out in theaters and we tell people go out and get sick. Of course, you're overlooking the, the better option, which is you put it out next summer. Vaccine is going to be out. Things you're, are going to be much more normal. All these hypotheticals. Uh, it's not you're, hypotheticals. It's pie in the sky, bro. You're acting like things are not going to be irrevocably, I can't say that word, completely different. Our you world is to going to be. irrevocably. I was going to try to say that. Yeah. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing this live. Pat, yeah. you are acting as if the world is going to be the same as it was. That is it's, what's frustrating with me, frustrating me about this I conversation. I will be different. But in terms of theatrical movie, theatrical movie going, it's not something d- like Wonder Woman 1984 no. and DC films. That but, is going to be what will still be what fuels theatrical movie going. I am not saying, you know, you had to hold uh, a, a Tom Hanks drama, you know, News of the World. Yes. Send that to streaming because a movie like that is going to be in a much different place in theaters going forward. But if Wonder Woman 1984 cannot be something that comes out in theaters anymore, then the whole movie business is finished. That I just think finished. I well, I just think that you're being short sighted. I think that when we're talking about this movie right You're now. You're being short-sighted because you keep, uh, uh, you are basically okay with them completely devaluing a long-term property. No. Such I, as DC well, Films being able to be released in movie theaters. Right they there. They have now tainted this. No, no. And when you try and put out a Wonder Woman 
in a couple of years, another sequel, people are going to again say, that's a streamer. That ain't worth my time going to the We had the same conversation about Bond and whether if you put a Bond film on a streamer, does it devalue Bond? Yes. No, it doesn't because people are able to make that the, the, the leap in their mind during this time. Think about what the time is. They're, they're, the, they they saw people will go the, see a Trolls, the next Trolls movie in the theater if the world gets better. They're not going to be like, well, Trolls is a direct-to-DVD. That's, yeah, well, you're, you're thinking is, old school. You're Trolls thinking. Is not, Trolls is not DC films. Trolls is not Wonder yeah. Woman. Trolls is a prop. That's the kind of property you do this with because who cares what Trolls 3's value is going to be? But, Pat, you're, you're thinking. They, like trolls is a uh, they do that as a Saturday morning show with the same voice cast. Trolls uh, as a movie property doesn't mean anything. It used to be a big deal when our favorite action film stars were relegated to straight to DVD movies, right? That was a huge oh, this person's over when Jean Claude Van Damme couldn't go be in a, a theatrical film anymore, or Seagal mm-hmm. couldn't be in a theatrical film anymore. That was a line of demarcation of. He's lost his star power. He's yep. lost his, the quality of these films are going to get less. That is not the case anymore. It, like Yes, it is. It is not the case anymore with these. When's the last time you paid to go see a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? No, no, no. Movie, That's what I'm saying is like that is a different time. I'm saying that now a movie can be released to different platforms and it doesn't devalue it. That you are, you still think theater is the end all be all, and as I an experience, it's great. This is a devaluing. I, I of don't their, agree with one that. of their most important properties. I think you can make a, a th- and it is a sexist devaluing because you've basically taken the property that is most important to female moviegoers, and you've said, guess what? It's I th- a streamer. I think it's that's sexist. I think experience. that's sexist to limit women to Wonder Woman. No, not limiting, but you can't deny that that is a huge property for a female audience. Yeah, I mean, because I you're think basically it... saying Batman is a movie theater property, Wonder Woman is a streamo. I think it's just a case of a movie at the wrong time. I feel well, like if this was the excuse, Flash sure. movie. Well, I guess that's different because nobody cares about the Flash. I guess. Right, exactly. I mean, you I guess do you know this what? To Batman. Would you do this to Batman? I mean, that does bring up a point. We don't know, but they probably wouldn't. They would absolutely would not. They wouldn't have done this to Joker. They didn't do it if to Dune. Were, if this were Joker two, if this were Joker nineteen eighty four, they they would not have thrown it on HBO. They would have said Joker's comes out in theaters because he's Joker. I mean, I think Patty Jenkins has uh, definitely has a, uh, some. She's going to have some conversations with the people at Warner Brothers, and I think yep. she should. Because Todd Phillips would not have let this happen. It's a Joker too. Well, you know that because you talked to him. You're your friends from way back. He's your boy from way back. And not not my boy from way back, but I just know he wouldn't have let this happen. He... Yeah, I. And I'm not saying Patty Jenkins let this happen. I'm saying Warner Brothers wouldn't have done that to Todd Phillips, the way they didn't do it to Nolan, the way they wouldn't do it to Batman. Okay, so what would you... What? Let's go back before we get off this, yes. even though this is the biggest story of the, uh, the year, I think. The, the listeners are not sitting there saying, 
B.O. boys, you got to get off this. You got to move on. They're saying we want more. We want more angles. This is the biggest story Dig in deeper. our lives right now. Yeah. What would it take for you to say that Wonder Woman 1984 was a success on HBO Max? Is it subscriber numbers? Yeah, it's subscriber numbers and it's sustained subscriber numbers. Because if they pick up 5 million subscribers in December, which I also don't think they're going to do, but if they did that, and then as I suspect is going to happen, most of those people subscribe, they watch Wonder Woman, and they cancel right afterwards, that's nothing. Then all that is is a cheaper version of putting it straight to PVOD. All right. I mean, so, but that's the thing is like, there's, if 5 million people subscribe in December to see this, and then the majority of them cancel, all you did was take it out of theaters and you gave them a cheaper PVOD option. And maybe they got to watch a couple of Rick and Morty episodes before they cancel. What makes this whole situation sticky is that we'll never, We'll only know abstractly if it was a success. We won't really know monetarily because I mean, I there's so we'll many know. ways. No, there's so many ways they can obfuscate, obfuscate this by, you know, giving subscriber numbers that month, but then not saying how many they retained. Well, I mean, you know, they're owned by a publicly traded company, I, I think, right? Time Warner would be a publicly traded company. So the stats will be out there. You know, it's up to us to remember to look for them. Retained? They, they have to give us retained subscribers? Well, there, there will be subscriber counts at different points in time. You know, so if we're looking at subscriber count in December or whenever they release their, their, I'm sure they'll do a press release, you know, right after New Year saying we had this many new subscribers. It's the greatest thing ever. But then let's see, six months from now when they do another subscriber uh, uh uh, number release. Let's see what that is. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, it's going to be hard. I mean, that's the thing. I, I mean, we got to remember to ask for the numbers. Yeah. And the, the box office, when it does come out on, on, on December 25th, it's going to be abysmal. I mean, I think it, it does worse than 10. It's got to, cause there's just not going to be enough theaters open. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. Like, when Wonder Woman 1984 comes out in theaters on Christmas Day, do we think it basically ends up doing, you know, uh, we'll talk about it when we look at this weekend's uh, results. You know, 4 million seems to be the new high watermark for how you open number one. Do we think it does significantly better than that? You know, is it basically Wonder Woman's going to come out in December and make 4 or $5 million opening weekend? I mean, it might make... I mean, it might make seven, but it ain't going to make 10. I mean, that you're going to, and that's the other thing. I know it's this time. I know people make uh, exceptions for things and you put an asterisk, but someday the BO historians are going to look back and they're going to see this Wonder Woman 1984 movie opened up at $5 million at the box office. And they're going to forget the pandemic happened because, listen, the people of the future, they're going to forget the pandemic. You know, they're going to be like, what year was that? Was it that bad? What happened? We don't really remember. All they're going to see is the box office results for Wonder Woman 1984. And they're going to say that was a bomb. That was a disaster. They're not going to remember the pandemic. You know, 80 years from now, kids in school... They're going to have a test on it, and they're going to be like, what year was coronavirus? Was that the 
1980s? Was that the 40s? What happened then? They're not going to remember. They're just going to remember this movie bombed. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll have to. I mean, 80 years from now, we'll 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 see. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll follow up on it for sure. So we will, of course, be staying on this story. Yeah. This story is not over. So when I told you, so I texted you this news. I had already seen your immediate, it. You had, you had already seen it. I had it. already seen it. You had seen the news. Where did you see the news? Deadline. Deadline. Do you have a, do you have like an alert or you were just, you were on the site? I refresh. I'm always refreshing. Refre- okay. And I knew, I, I knew it was going to drop today. It was going to drop either Tuesday or Wednesday. We're recording this Wednesday night, late night. Yeah. Yeah, you did have the instinct of let's not record Tuesday night. Let's wait one more day because you felt like the Wonder Woman news was coming. It had. I, I, I felt it. I felt it. I yeah. felt and I felt I was going to be. I mean, there had been a buzz, but I thought even before people were mentioning HBO Max, if you listen back to this to this show, I've been beating this, this drum in, for months. October. Yeah. You, you were talking about this. You were actually, I think. In September. In September. If you're a wannabe old boy, wannabe old girl, go back because we can't re-listen to the episodes. No. You know, we it's you know, we have to move on. We have to always we're like sharks, we always have to go forward. But you go back and listen to our September episodes. You're right. You were talking one woman to HBO basically right after Tenant came out and bombed. Mm-hmm. Um so I found out this news on Twitter. And I found out from uh, our boy, you know, legendary legacy, legacy box office writer, uh, uh, Scott Mendelson of Forbes. And I, this is what he tweeted. And I knew exactly what had happened just from this sentence. His tweet was, they should have waited. That was his tweet. And as soon as I saw that, I knew mm-hmm. a chill came over my body. When I saw Scott Mendelson, legacy writer of Forbes, write, they should have waited. I knew. Well, he was banging the drum against this. He said it's a, it was a very bad, horrible idea. Yep. I'm going to be excited to read his article. Yeah, I mean, that is, if you're a wannabe old boy listening, wannabe old boy, wannabe old girl, wannabe old person listening right now. When the episode's over, I would say go to Forbes and read Scott Mendelson's take because... I don't think he has an article up yet. Well, I'm saying by the time they listen to this. Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't, Although it, we, we, we'll get this up lightning fast, so we'll be the, we, we will be the first people on the internet to do an in-depth take on the biggest story in the world right now. Probably, yeah. Audio-wise. Um, I mean, there's, yeah, yeah. you know, there's a lot of... There's a lot of... Uh, there's Twitter Ch- chimpan- out chimpanzees there, but... on some typewriters. Right. There's hundreds right. of chimpanzees on typewriters right now. Um, but no, I'm I'm very interested to see uh, Scott Mendelson's full take on this because obviously me and him are on the same page as that uh, on this one. We it's interesting that you're on the page of a legacy uh, 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 box. We're office on the same page for different reasons. Fun okay. Uh, I'm seeing it from more angles, not to dismiss Scott, of course, but. You know, you're playing 40 chess. Exactly. And exactly. he's playing yeah. Connect Four. Right. And and Warner Brothers is playing Hungry Hungry Hippos right now. Well, that's a fun game. Well, I would say that that's the funnest of all the games you've mentioned. Sure. And how long do people usually like to play that? 
they get nostalgic for it. They're at a bar. They see it there. They play it for about three minutes, and then they throw it on the floor. And that's <laughs> I don't know if they throw it on the floor. That's they disrespectful. They throw it on the floor. They throw it on the floor of the bar because they're like, oh, yeah, this is this kind of sucks after a few minutes. All right. Well, and most things it. suck after a few minutes. Not, not uh, 40 chess. Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to keep covering this. I mean, this is the story of, of the of the moment for sure. Well, all of this, and we still have a top five. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, let's this, move into this weekend's top five. This would have been the biggest news. Uh, new number one. Mm-hmm. Freaky, mm-hmm. the Vince yep. Vaughn Blumhouse body switch film. Yep. Was tracking higher, was looking like it was going to hit 4 mil, but actually ended up with 3.6 million mm-hmm. in 2,472 theaters. And we're starting to see, like you mentioned while we were talking about Wonder Woman, there seems to be a cap in the amount yep. of people that are going to see movies. And it is whatever equals 4 million and change, or a little bit under. Mm-hmm. Because... This movie, I think, did what it was supposed to do. It's going to be a movie. It's a universal picture. They've got that deal with AMC, and now they have that deal with Cinemark. Same deal. This movie goes in theaters. 17 days later, it's going to be on PVOD. It'll do great on PVOD. I'm I'm betting. It's getting good reviews. Uh, Vince Vaughn is back, baby. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is... I mean, this is... This is what you expect from this movie this is the high end of what it's capable of doing now mm-hmm. and i would look at it as a success yeah it's i i was i was not pulling for but i was thinking there was a chance this could do more than that four million mark that it could hit five you're right we were it's clear there is a ceiling i mean it's basically clear at this point that it is the exact same group of people who are going to all of the movies right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is the 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 $4 million worth of people who saw Kevin Costner let him go last week. This week they went to go see Freaky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that'll probably be the exact same group of people that see Wonder Woman in theaters on Christmas Day. Yeah, if nothing changes, which it doesn't look like anything's going to do it change, it looks like things are just going to get worse you might see some people drop off from that. But I mean, that's why, you know, when I said, oh, well, maybe it'll make 7 million Wonder Woman. It's like, I don't know. I mean, it's probably going to make four. It's probably going to make four. It's going to make freaky numbers. Um, yeah. I mean, I think the the fact that freaky didn't break out, I think also shows that there is not a um, quiet sort of, waiting to explode group of young moviegoers mm-hmm. who just needed the right product to go out there because Freaky is the type of movie that normal times it would have been a good date movie. It would have been a good, you know, get your friends from 12th grade together and go see a movie together. Like it's a young people movie and there don't seem to be just a group of young people who are waiting to go out to the theaters. Yeah. Um, it also is interesting that this movie is coming out, came out in theaters, but it came out in November and not in October. I mean, that is the one mistake I see here is they may have left some money on the table by not releasing this in, you know, Halloween horror month. 
Instead, they're doing it in November. I I think they had. I think it was like Come Play was going to be the horror movie for the moment, and they had. I think the the makers of Freaky were like, this is a horror movie, but it's not a a niche. It doesn't need that push of Halloween. It, yeah, it's it's a different like, kind of movie. Come Play would have Come Play would have done much worse if it had an open in October. Yes, and I think Freaky is a movie you could have put out in the summer, and it would have gotten it would have gotten people's attention. Yeah, yeah, but just for Freaky, I think they would have done better if they came out a month ago. But they may, you know, it's the same studio as Come Play, so they they wanted to space them out. Well, so Universal owns Focus. Yes. Yeah. So, so that all makes of the, sense. Like, Basically, if you look at like the top four, three out of the top four are Universal slash Focus movies. And the reason they're doing this is they're putting it out so because they know they have that PVOD window. They're throwing a bone to theatrical, and they're still able to get this these movies to as many people as possible. Yeah, so Come Play should be actually on PVOD any day now because Come Play came out three weeks ago. Yeah, so this should it should be coming out pretty soon. Um, and then, yeah, so number one, Freaky, I mean, that's, it's a success. I mean, the thing is, Freaky didn't come out and people just rejected it. It came out and finished number one like it should have. So then number two, we've got Kevin Costner's Let Him Go. Uh, It it made $1.7 this weekend, total of $6.8 so six point eight million, it's actually doing pretty well. It must have made some money during the week too. Big drop though, fifty six point four percent. That's a big yeah. drop for that's a big drop right now. This yeah. time, yeah. Uh, so uh, I think all the oldsters went out and saw it opening opening weekend, and and not a lot of people are are uh, are seeing it after that. I think you had the hardcores go, mm-hmm. and we're seeing a drop off in that. But, well, I, I mean, a movie that at this point now is barely dropping. You, number three. Yeah, you beat me to it. The War with Grandpa made $1.3 million. It only dropped 12% and is now up to a total of $15.2 million domestic. And, and can I show, can, can, let's point this out to our audience how impressive mm-hmm. this is that it only dropped 12% yeah. when it left. 203 theaters so it was it dropped theaters it dropped 200 theaters but it's still only dropping and i called this i called that this was going to have a small drop Mm -hmm. and there is an article in deadline this past week about how the war with grandpa is a big success for 101 studios how it was saved and put out in theaters and they're saying that this movie's going to play all through the holidays. They're they're aiming at over twenty million, which I think they'll reach it. Yes, I think they will too. And I there's mean, a sequel it. in the works. Really? They're 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 saying this is this is a franchise now, baby. Well, you know what the thing is: the War with Grandpa is a theatrical franchise. It is not a streamo movie. It is not something that is going to be devalued. The sequel will be in theaters because this is what, unlike Wonder Woman, has become. War with Grandpa is a theatrical franchise and its sequel will be in theaters, which is great. 
Well, we'll see how it will do in your theoretical, everything's back to normal, la-di-da, perfect world, and it's up against competition. We'll see how well this movie does up against competition. I'm not rooting against it. I think this is a this is a great box office story, and I yeah. we need great box office stories right now. This is a I mean this is a huge hit for Robert De Niro. I mean Robert De Niro is showing the star power right now because you've got a lot of these oldsters who got movies out. You know you've got Costner's got Let Him Go. You've got Russell Crowe has Unhinged. You've got Liam Neeson and Honest Thief. And out of all of those, I mean, Unhinged was a, a hit. But yeah. It, it had a, it had the best timing out of it, all of these movies. It came out probably in the best uh, time for theaters, you know, in the pandemic. But De Niro has had staying power in a way that Liam Neeson has not, that it looks like Costner will not. But people have wanted to go see the De Niro movie. Yeah. It's impressive, and we'll we see number number five. I mean, is Honest Thief, which came out the same week as War with Grandpa, and War with Grandpa is outpacing it on all fronts. But we'll get to that. Number four, Come Play, one million dollars down forty percent. It's mm-hmm. dropping theaters. It made seven point eight. I mean, this was a holiday play. Again, we're going to be seeing this on PVOD very soon. So, yep. You know, it made a little bit of its nut. It made some money. Uh, nothing to write home about, though. No, no. But I think Come Play, its theatrical run will make it more viable in PVOD because people will say, oh, that's a movie theater movie that's already out on PVOD. This is exciting. I, I mean, I think that is somebody who follows box office, not somebody who is the normal moviegoers. I think regular moviegoers are not tracking windows. They're not they're not thinking about things being devalued. They just want to watch movies wherever they can watch movies. I think I think our expertise is 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 blinding. Your expertise is blinding you to no, how customers sh- consume and how knowledgeable they are about movies. I think that we're the ones who follow all this, so they don't have to. But it trickles down. The knowledge trickles down from us at the top, B.O. Boys at the top of the mountain. The knowledge, you know, goes down in a stream, goes down in cracks, rolls down as a pebble, bops them on the head, and then they know. And they know what has been devalued. They know what has been valued properly. And that informs their decision. Do you so feel not, do you feel at all bad about affecting the market with your words when you say no. something is devalued? The, no. the fact that you are somebody in the media that is now spreading a false narrative about devaluation of or de- devaluation of a marquee sort of property like Wonder Woman 1984 like I'm you're hurting truth. a product I'm spreading, by saying I'm that I'm letting truth trickle down that's what we're everybody at the top says of the listen this is our show though we're the we're the BO boys if you don't if if we're not spreading truth then what's the point of the show and what is the point of truth we'll see if Wonder Woman is going to be devalued you can say you fear that it's going to be devalued 
but by saying that it will be devalued is a self-fulfilling prophecy because you control the market, has, Pat. I'm saying it has been devalued. I'm not saying a prediction <laughs> it will. I'm saying it has happened. That's what I'm saying. That's that is tampering with the market. No, that is that is giving the market the information that it needs. The market is aware of its own information. It's the market. The market doesn't always know. All right. I, I just feel like we we need to give Wonder Woman 1984 a chance where it, where it goes and see if it in the future is devalued. That is reporting. That is reporting. And I know that we are here to make we're here to make guesses i mean we're here not guesses it sounds no not guesses guesses makes it seem like we don't know what's going on no we're 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 here to we're here the to guy make in predictions the corner, he makes guesses you know he picks up his his new york post you know uh turns to the the cover story and he makes a guess about how that's going to affect life well we're here He's to guessing and we know we're here to make predictions yeah and we're here to tell you what's going on and I just, I, it's hard to take a prediction from somebody who said there's a 0% chance that a movie goes to to HBO Max and then it does. When you're sitting here with a guy who made that accurate prediction. I mean, do, do, do you don't think that affects at all your predictive qualities? No, I don't think so at all. Not at all. 0% effect. Would you rather listen to a weatherman who says effect. it's going to rain or the weatherman who says it's not going to rain and you go outside and you get soaking wet? He still could have been right. How could he be right? You got soaking wet. He didn't have all the correct information. And he that's didn't. what happened here. Okay. All now right. I'm aware that the people who run Warner Brothers, run Time Warner, they are fools. All right. Fa- now I have that information. Faulty intelligence. Faulty intelligence on their part and, and on your part because the intelligence you were given about their intelligence was faulty. All I'll say is I have 0% doubt in anything I say going forward. <laughs> okay. Wow. So you're just sticking to zero. Yeah. That's such a hardcore stance. Yeah. So number five, we talked about a little bit earlier. Honest Thief made 779000 dropped about 31.6%. It's dropping theaters. Mm-hmm. It made $12 million, 12.3 so far, dropping behind War with Grandpa. So you're, you're right. De Niro's winning this war. I mean, if we're talking about the war with the box office, Grandpa's winning. And by Grandpa, I mean Robert De Niro. Yep. He's going to, he is going to cement himself as the, of the old men who have pandemic movies. He is the old man of the moment. Yeah. Um, so that's the, which is a good place to be. That's the top five. To that's the top five. You know, I mean, it's kind of hard to follow that Wonder Woman uh, news. I mean, that also leaves us with really no big movies coming down the pipeline other than i mean wonder woman is going to come out on christmas day yeah i mean we are going to report on whatever that number is but it's definitely going to be low and uh yeah i mean we'll get to that we'll cross that bridge when we get to it but i think the fallout from this news we're, i mean i think we're going to have this is not the end of the wonder woman 1984 talk cuz the pundits no, it's the are beginning. all going to ring in they're going to chime in yeah 
And we'll see. We'll see what everybody thinks. I mean, you think it's a bad idea. I think it's a good idea. I think there's going to be nothing in between because it is the media. Yes, there's no you shouldn't have a, a both sides take. Pick a side. Yeah. I've always said that. Pick a side. You say that all the time. Yeah, pick a side. So, well, Pat, the only other thing we have to talk about is, and and I think this is, uh, you know, we knew this was going to happen. The writing was on the wall for this, too. Cinemark mm-hmm. and Universal Inc., a shortened theatrical window, PVOD share packed in the wake of the AMC deal, which we all know the reason why AMC is getting all these Universal films is because of that shrunken PVOD window, which means... 17 days after it comes out in theaters, it will be available for a premium price on the streaming, mm-hmm. on not streaming sites, I'm sorry, like um, your your uh, Apple movies, your uh, Fandango Amazon. Now, your Amazons, yes. places Google like that. Play. Google yeah. Play. So that Voodoo. is something. Uh, yeah, Voodoo. That's something we knew was going to happen. Now, Regal hasn't taken part in it because Regal is closed, effectively. Right. Um, no, there's not pretty much any Regal theaters open in the U.S., right? And and one could surmise that a, one of the reasons that these Regals are closed is because they did not take the universal deal where they would get these movies for a shortened window and then the movies go to PBOD. And therefore, Regal just wasn't going to have any new product to put in their theaters. No. They... As opposed to AMC, which AMC has gotten new product all these months because they're getting the Universal Focus movies. Well, and I want to give you credit because I feel like we don't like to fight. And I don't think we're fighting. We're just having a no. discussion. No. But you we were... We would be fighting if I felt like I uh, uh, was wrong in any way. But the fact that I have 0% doubt in anything I say going forward means that anything you're saying against me right now, it, it doesn't affect me at all. So that's not a fight. Because you don't respect it. Uh, exactly. Or I, I respect myself to a, such a degree that nothing you're saying uh, even penetrates. Okay. Well, what I was about to say is that you were, you were mm-hmm. very correct about the fact that the movie companies had these theaters over the barrel and yes. the fact that we're seeing Cinemark kowtowing AMC kowtowing to Universal that was something you said that you know I was saying well the theaters have the power because they're the place where the movies go well mm-hmm. we all see that that has changed completely and I'm advocating for that change not advocating but I'm saying that like that is now an, an option an opportunity where right. before I was, I think, really tied to the theatrical window as something that was really, truly important and that these companies would be in trouble if they didn't stick to it. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. I was wrong. The That change really happened because of COVID. It was going to happen anyway, but it happened faster. And so you were right in that prediction. Yes. Because, my I goodness, agree. Universal has all these theaters over over its knee, and it's just spanking yep. its little bum. Yep. Spanking well, their little bums red. The question is, when are these other studios going to, uh, I guess, get their spanks in on these theater chains 
you know, Disney go get itself a shortened window. Uh, though, though, I guess the thing with something like Disney is they are at a point where the only movies they put in theaters are giant event movies. You know, they're Pixar movies, they're Marvel movies, if Star Wars ever comes back. So Disney is not really going to be releasing movies that even would want to have a, you know, short window. Yeah. Necessarily. Though Disney might, I mean, actually I take that back because Disney might want a short window where they put a Marvel movie out and makes a ton of money for three weeks and then it goes to Disney Plus. That might be something we're going to see in the new future of the movie business. So did, did you see this? I'm just reading into this real fast that, so this deal says that. Oh, the opening weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so clause? yeah, yeah. So this is multi-year deal. So yep. for there's a 31 day theatrical window for uni and universal and focus titles opening north of $50 million, which they say in this deadline article is an impossibility right now. So it doesn't really matter. Right, right. And then 17 days on all titles opening under 50 million, which is all titles. Right, right. The no, un- I saw that. I mean, that's basically a clause that keeps the studios or keeps universal from putting like Jurassic world three to PVOD after 17 days. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the level of movie that opens above 50 million the theaters want to make sure those movies stay in the theater for a full month. Yeah. Which and is what would have happened anyway, because Jurassic World 3 is going to be making money for four or five weeks. Yeah. And that can, that completely makes sense. The other thing yeah. about the this deal that people have to keep in mind is that the theaters are getting a cut of the PVOD. There is a percentage of that money that is going back to theaters. Now, obviously, it's not the amount of money they would get from the movie actually being in the theaters, but they are giving a certain percentage of the PVOD money to the theaters on these films. Here's where I think the theaters should should see if they could strike this deal is... That's great. They're, they'd get a percentage of the PVOD numbers after the window was open. But will the theaters get any kind of cut on your instant popcorns, your uh, uh, your bagged popcorns that are sold in supermarkets, sold in bodegas, sold at Price Club, at Costco? Because those sales are going to go up when people are watching these movies at home and we know popcorn is a huge revenue source for movie theaters that they will be losing out on when you know these movies go to pvod so i think if you are a cinemark if you are an amc you want to try and strike those deals with your uh orville redenbacher with your uh healthy choice popcorn brands well i think there's there were some during the pandemic and i don't know if this is continuing but some of the smaller theaters were Mm. making popcorn available at the theater so like even though the movies weren't showing you Mm. could order popcorn and pick it up okay and take it home and take it home 
Now, here's what you do if you're, I mean, that's small potatoes. I think what you do is that with these PVOD films, when you go to order the movie, mm-hmm. you have to go through a sort of pop-up that says, order snacks. Yes. And you make it nearly impossible to not order snacks. Mm-hmm. And those mm-hmm. Snack orders are fulfilled through the closest movie theater. Yes. So you're keeping people who would not have normally a job because the theaters are closing or there's less screens. You've got delivery people who will go to these addresses and give you popcorn, give you goobers, give you Mike and Ike's, give you all these things. And so, yeah, so that there is an opportunity there to keep some the theatrical film business going without even actually stepping into the theater i think this is what you need to do and and again people won't do it because they don't like to think outside of the box again we give them so many ideas every week and they just don't seem to want to implement them out of sheer laziness and sheer willing themselves into extinction yes Yes, but no, they would be foolish if they did not on PVOD have a near impossible uh, uh, screen, you know, a, a screen that's impossible to X out or whatever. Yeah. And you end up still having to buy movie theater nachos through the PVOD service. And you know that what? Are, I guess delivered hours later. I mean, you know, it's the normal 30 to 45 minute window for these delivery services. And, you know, worst case scenario, you know, it's you don't want it, but you accidentally ordered it and it's just sitting out on your on your porch. Right. uh, And raccoons come and take it. Yep. And, you know, at the very least, the raccoons have something to do for a couple minutes or a couple hours. So they're leaving you alone. Yeah, it's the price of doing business. Which is a lot of, you know, these people in, you know, the plane billies, the the stacks, the the raccoon problem there is is atrocious. And and, and mm-hmm. if anything, I mean, it will really help with deterring, not deterring, but keeping these, giving these raccoons something to munch on so they're not going through your garbage can. Right, right. If you leave, you if you order those uh, movie theater hot dogs, leave them on your porch, you never go get them, raccoons eat them. Better the raccoons are eaten outside than they are inside. Yeah, because they'll get in. They'll get in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think this is an opportunity, and I do think that that's something that they could try and do. And I think, you know, hey, Warner Brothers, try this with the Wonder Woman PVOD. Mm -hmm. If they did that, Pat, with the Wonder Woman 1984 PVOD after that month on HBO Max, would you give them some credit? I'm I'm already just shuddering at the thought that they're doing all this to to bump up HBO Max subscriptions and it's only going to be on there for a month. No, this is not the movie that you experiment with satiating raccoons. Not Wonder Woman 1984. You think you if it was raccoons with Trolls World Tour? Okay, so you think if if part of the the PVOD release of mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 1984. Mm-hmm. coincides with a new method to satiate raccoons. Mm-hmm. You think that will further devalue yes. this as an IP, Wonder Woman yes. as an IP? 
Yes. See, yes. this is again because, where we disagree. Because three years from now, when you're trying to release Wonder Woman 3 in theaters, people are going to say, no, Wonder Woman, that's the franchise where I satiate raccoons on my porch. It's not a movie theater movie. It's a streamo where I order, you know, snow caps, leave them out on the porch and raccoons eat them. That's what Wonder Woman is to me now. Well, I do agree that if they try to go to see the third Wonder Woman movie in the theaters, they'd be like, well, then if I if I go see this in the theater, the raccoons will get into my house. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm almost on your side now with that. Yeah, because now you're putting the fear into people that if I go to the theater to see Wonder Woman, I go back home, house is full of raccoons. Yeah, yeah. Or apartment or, you know, stacks, of course. Or double wide, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you're in. Yeah. All right. Well, Pat, I mean, gosh, what a what a bombshell of a show. I feel yeah. like we did it. Oh, we definitely did it. I mean, our show has not been devalued, that's for sure. No. I mean, I think our our show just I think we're we're adding value every time yeah. we take one of these stories and really pick it apart to the point that other people don't. A hundred percent. This this is I would say it's picked clean, but this carcass is so fat that it's gonna take months to pick this carcass clean. Yeah, me and you are gonna be getting our bellies full on this story for a long time. Yeah, we'll be satiated. Yeah. This 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 news is our hot dog on the porch. Yes. Yes. So we will not be inside your house because we'll be feasting outside. Now, Pat, where can they find us? Because I know there's going to be some takes on this. Send us your hot takes about Wonder Woman 1984 going to Streamo, going to HBO Max. Send us your emails at the Podcast at gmail.com. We will possibly read your takes on the next episode now if you want to guarantee your take getting read on a future bo boys rate and review us give us a five-star review on apple podcasts and leave your hot take as a comment as a review in there and we will read it we'll read your reviews we'll read your hot takes we'll read your manifestos just leave a five-star review on apple Podcasts. that's all it takes yep and uh, so no Patreon. We are not doing Patreon. There's so many things in the world you can be giving money to right now that I think are more important than our Patreon. But we would like to shout out our buddy, Jake Fogelnest. He's got a Patreon. And Pat, you, you've been spending a lot of time over there uh, at the Jake Fogelnest Patreon. Yeah, I've been having a really great time over there uh, at Jake Fogelnest's Patreon. It's just... It's just a really cool place to be right now. It's uh, a lot of fun. It is really, really um, just a good time. You know, everyone there is just really getting along, really enjoying the content that Jacob Vogelness is putting on his Patreon. You know, he's got Squirt TV clips up there. He's got full Squirt TV episodes that have never been, that have not been available in this format in decades he's got commentaries on those 
Court TV episodes also available. So it's just a really fun place to be right now. It is especially with, you know, all that's happening in the world, all the news that comes at you fast. I really just like to go to Jake Fulgness' Patreon, chill out, relax, enjoy Squirt TV clips, enjoy Squirt TV episodes, enjoy commentaries on Squirt TV, and be there with all of the other people who are also enjoying this, also having a good time, doing it together, doing it in a really safe way. Also, I think that's the other thing to keep in mind about the Jake Fulgness Patreon is everyone is enjoying it in the safest way possible. That's great to hear. Um, yeah, well, I mean, definitely go over there, give 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 him some, give him some money, support support an artist. Yeah, but it's not about it's not about support. It's about getting your getting. You know, you're you're gonna you're gonna get back what you give when you're at Jake Fulgness's Patreon. You know, so it's it's not about just supporting, propping up, nothing like that. It is about getting your money's worth because you're gonna be part of a community that is having a good time and is doing it in a safe way. Great. Well, Pat, I don't think there's anything left to say, but will oh well until next time will will smell you at the box office nailed it